0: and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and
1: enjoy today's show. All right, folks, thanks for joining us. We are here again to take you on another ride with mainline executive coaching. Notice I always do that. It's one of those skills, I guess, that we're starting it. Bend over it, adjust my seat. Now I'm ready. Now I'm in the podcast seat. Ready to roll it out. Ready? <laughs> All right, I'm here with my partner. This is Rich Barron. I'm Michael Bailey. And we've got a very cool one to talk to you about. Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. We're going to be talking to leaders and some of the best practices for leaders and how they take care of themselves, how they um, just approach getting going in the morning, yeah. arriving, and getting themselves ready for the day, get things ready for their organization, for their team. So that's what we'll be talking about. And the idea here is simply this. Get to work early. Get to work early. Get there before everybody else does. Let me just share with a quick yeah. anecdote that I shared with you. I had a friend of mine who, uh, very successful businessman, he sold business to uh, business insurance. He was uh, he was his own boss. He ran his own company. Very successful guy, made a lot of money. And he asked me once. He said, "Do you know the best time to call an owner to get a, to make a contact with them and make an appointment?" go over their insurance needs, and I said, I have no idea. Tell me what it is. He said 6.30 in the morning. Well, that's what time they are there. They are there about 6, 6.30, maybe 6.45, but they are there before anybody else is to get ready for the day, to make sure the books are right, things are in order, things are ready to go when the day begins. So we talked a little bit about that, and I'm kind of wondering how other leaders Think about is how they feel right. about arriving early. Is it okay to arrive just when it's time to start or maybe even late because you're the later you can arrive whenever you want to? Or is there something about being prepared? What is it, what is it you think about getting there early? The idea was, you know, the early bird. Right, and there's the worm. definitely something to that.
0: Um, being there, being on time, being ready to go really sets the pace for the day, it sets the pace for everybody else. Set your own pace. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things you can do. Or you should, and you should be doing, quite frankly. During that time that, uh, before the day gets started, when you're there, you're, you're prepared, you're preparing yourself. And people, it shows. It shows in your work. It shows in your attitude. And people are watching that. They're watching that close. Here's the thing, um, Michael. Those first impressions of you as a leader are renewed every single day, renewed every day. That's something to really consider and take uh, take to heart because as, as leaders, we're being watched all the time, all the time. Your actions, no, no matter how gross or subtle they are, are being judged, are being watched. And so being in that position of a leader is its very important. It's part of that duty mindset, Michael. That duty mindset we talk about. What your behavioral footprint looks like. Are you going to be there ready to show up and be able to be present in people's lives around you? That's important. Are you, Are you prepared to be present in the people's lives that you work with? And that doesn't mean showing up, having all this other busy work to do, not having any time to spend any time with anybody. Or being prepared, having a lot of that other stuff taken care of, having a plan in place, being able to to execute your plan and be uh, spend that time with the people that's so important to what you do.
1: Yeah, being present is an interesting notion. Uh, it's not just showing up on the floor or visiting the different offices of your team. It means much more than that. The, one of the main things it means is this: right, you're not absolutely occupied. Preoccupation is a huge robber of yeah. being here now or being present, because all these other things are going on in your mind. They're turning away. You got to get to that. Got to make this decision, phone call, all that kind of stuff. You're just not present because you got too much crap going on in your head. And so getting there early in the morning gives you an opportunity to start getting that crap out of yeah. your head down onto a plan of action for yourself. Just slowing it down. Just taking a look at what you've got. What's the plan? What am I going to do? A little bit of reflection time. And you can't have that when there are people coming in out of your office, when there's people already roaming around, you know, the office, whether they're disturbing you or not. You just need that quiet time to be able to focus. And you got to have the focus because the one, thing that, the one thing that leaders must have is focus. Without the distractions, the preoccupations, oh, yeah. all the other garbage that can enter in and just kind of get you upset and anxious and all that kind of stuff, right? So that morning planning is really good. So slow it down, right? Pause, reflect, observe. What am I going to do today? What's the actions that I need to attend to? And then do it. Follow through. Next day, take another look at it again. How's that going here? So we want to take a look at some specific kinds of things. And the idea I think we want to look at here is this. Coming to work early, really being there and preparing yourself for the day, the thing it creates, number one, is number one, it creates opportunity. Because without that, what is 30 minutes, 60 minutes, two hours, or whatever it is that you've got to, you must put in place as a leader before the day begins, is creating a whole lot. It's carving out time of opportunity for you. So what will you do with that? Well, we know some of the things that some of the benefits of that is that, uh, people who are, we talked about this, didn't we? About getting ahead of the curve. If you're a surfer, you know, you got to get ahead right. of the curve yeah, so that you can catch wave. the wave. If you're behind that curve, behind the wave, you're not yeah. going to catch it or you're going to get dumped on because you weren't ahead of it. And that's a lot like, you know, time and opportunity and working a business and leading a business that you got to get ahead of it because if you don't have the opportunity to do that, you're gonna get buried. You already know that, leaders. You already know that. You know if you're buried, it's because you're, you're chasing that tiger by the tail. To about it. Think, yeah, the other thing it creates another level of optimism because you are ahead of it. It creates uh, opportunity. It creates opportunity. It creates space for your ability to kind of sort things through, and it also creates a, a, a kind of confidence. If you're behind, if you're preoccupied, if you're feeling buried. You cannot feel confident. There's just no way to do that. So there's initial benefits right from the get-go about why come in early. Being prepared and having that plan ready to go and
0: being able to just roll it out and explain it to people or whatever the day is going to bring, whatever that plan is, that builds self-confidence in yourself. And you just mentioned that. That's important. When you're not chasing the tiger by the tail and you're ready to go, you're prepared to go. Your people see you have a plan. You're ready to execute that plan. You're organized with it. You've got all your priorities in order for the day. That builds self-confidence. Builds self-confidence. You're not overstressed. You're not overworked. You're not under a heavy burden trying to catch up all the time. Nothing is worse
1: than trying to catch up. That's very true. So getting in there, it gives you an opportunity to, you say, prepare. It gives you a sense of direction. That's one of the things, because you can settle down and say, okay, where am I going to go today? What's my plan for the day? What am I to do? All those kind of things that came out of Franklin Quest and Franklin Covey, all that day plan stuff, which is still really great. I don't know how well people actually use. That's one of the reasons we're talking about this, because there are some some tried and true and tested principles of leadership that just are always the case. They're They're just always the case getting up early, finding that direction. It also gives you a chance to have some quiet time to see if there's some changes that you need to make because in the hubbub, the hustle and bustle of all this kind of stuff, sometimes it's hard to see things. Maybe maybe we need to do a change here. Maybe things aren't so great. And it also starts to give you a chance to settle down and say, you know what, I'm uncomfortable with this particular deal. I'm un- uncomfortable with this particular thing that's going on over here. I don't know why it's just unsettling. It's been on my mind. So what is it exactly that I don't like? And you got, and you got to have that time to figure that thing out so that you can actually start learning. Well, what am I missing here? Asking yourself some better questions about that whole thing. So what are your thoughts on those kind of, those kind of opportunities
0: opportunity not prepared for and, and one that you're, just kind of hem-hawing around and kind of BSing about is an opportunity miss. It, it truly is. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's here, here's yeah, the thing the about, about being prepared and not and preparing those opportunities, and creating those opportunities for yourself. Okay. When you create those opportunities for yourself, I to give you an example, Michael. Saying your morning yeah. meeting. Or your first of the shift meeting or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you show up to that meeting as the leader saying, well, what's going on? What happened? What's the plan for today? That, that just rings as you're not prepared. You're out of touch. You don't care. And all those things, whether you do or not, that's going to be the perception of those people in that room. When you're not ready, when you're not prepared, you don't have all the questions in place that you, the, the real questions you need to be asking about certain issues. That just shows that you are not prepared and they're not going to, they're not going to think you're truly caring about what the situation is. That's a lost opportunity. Yes, yes, absolutely. I absolutely. Mean it. Then it's yeah, like, we oh, we're going to do this again. No one knows what's going I mean. on. You know, this guy's uh, doesn't understand where we're at. You know, there are some phenomenal tools that we use. That's probably that. That might be the subject for another podcast, Michael. That you can use to create effective communication around being prepared in the morning. Get truly prepared.
1: Yeah, there's a whole new, when you're prepared and you've got a meeting that you've got, uh, you've got at 10 o'clock, let's say, and you've, you've shown up to work maybe 7 o'clock, 6.30 to get that thing prepared. When you walk into that meeting, particularly if it's an important meeting, uh, you're going to have a different kind of bounce in your step. You're going to have a different kind of uh, air about you, different even kind of different kind of charisma because you feel like you're in charge. You understand what's going on. You're prepared for anything, even things that you may not be prepared for. But because you've got yourself focused and answered the kind of questions, prepped the kind of questions you're talking about here, you're pretty much ready for whatever it is that's coming at you. And that that speaks a lot to your people, like you're saying. People pick it up. People pick it up if you're confident. They pick it up if you're anxious, if you're worried, you're distracted. They pick it up if you feel like, you know, look, that's a fellow that really feels like he's really in charge, or she feels like she's really in charge. She knows what she's doing. And that also gives the opportunity to come in and take a look at what are those things that are on my back plate, uh, my back burner, rather, that uh, yeah. I really wanted to get to. These are things that I'm burning about. i got a burning desire to bring these things forward and really do something with it. But I get so caught up, you know, the milieu of the day, I, I just can't get to it. Another other thing that sometimes it's really uncomfortable is that uh, there are things that are probably eating at you you just don't want to look at. You don't want to deal with it. You know, I just want to push it away. But it's still inside your gut there. It's just yeah. turning away. Yeah. You know, that's not a good thing. You need the time to settle down and find the things. What are the things that are really important? What are the things that are just...
0: Yeah, here's another thing, Michael, that I was just thinking of. How in the heck if you can you be a truly empathetic leader if you're not in the trenches with them? If you're showing up later, you're not showing up prepared. You're not showing up at all, quite frankly. You might mentally not be. You physically might be there, but mentally you're not there. How can you show empathy as a leader? When that emp- true empathy is like working with people saying, I, I truly understand what we're going through. This is, we're going to get through this. You know, the, you know, we've, might be supply chain issues, might be, you know, number of things. How can you be a truly empathetic leader? And help lead people out of that situation because we all know empathy is a bad place to stay. It's a great, it's a good place to go, bad place to stay. You've got to be able to move out of there. How can you, how can you show empathy as a leader? If you have no clue what's going on and you're just kind of, you know, buttering their cob a little bit, you know, oh, you're going to be fine. We're, you know, I'll get it. We're, it's, a, it's a rough day. Oh crap. You got a tea time this afternoon. I'm going to be here working.
1: <laughs> you know another thing that's really important about it what you're talking about being there being present that there's a whole lot of interchanges that are going on if you especially if you're on the floor if you're working with your teams if you're working with the people below you you know working in their teams and you know, listening and paying attention if you're really not present sometimes people that are in the trenches there that are on the front line got some pretty good ideas and you may miss the germ of an idea that actually may be tremendous that actually may swing the tide in your favor it may change something marketplace is always changing things are always happening sometimes all there are just these little clues these little indicators these little hints you know just a little shift in the wind here or there if you're not paying attention those little things those just those little germ of an idea this little thing here you can miss that and because of that you can miss the the rising tide of the here we go, a new, whole new adventures about, but you missed it. I mean, it, it, there, 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 we've, we've talked about some organizations about that. I mean, Franklin uh, Covey, sad to say I work for them, uh, was one of those. They missed some opportunities as they were developing that they just didn't think were yeah. important. But then, what a great organization in so many ways. It still does great training stuff. It's a training company now. But in the beginning, it was just a very dynamic thrilling place to work at, but they just missed something because they took their eye off the ball or how you want to say it. And that's, and they just got cut up. They weren't doing the things that they said that other people should do. The result of that is, is a sad report. So paying attention, that's a big deal as well, because there's always new opportunities. You just got to be able to see them, figure them out. Right. Oh, absolutely. And here's the thing,
0: Michael, as a leader. You're also a coach, you're a mentor, you're a teacher. If you're not prepared with what you need to be showing the people around you, or maybe teaching the people around you, or, or any of those things, that's going to be a lost opportunity for you to teach. But on the other hand, the people who you're going to teach that to, or show that to, or mentor, have also lost the opportunity to learn it's lost it's 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 lost opportunity either way and so you know that that's important and all this comes back to simply showing up
1: it does and there's a sense of a kind of prescience or just observing about what's going on i remember uh, a number of times working in businesses and i'm saying you know yeah. here's where this thing is going I'm telling you this is where it's gone no it's not no it's not Six, seven, eight months later, went there. Remember, they came to me. This one group of people came to me and said, "What do you think about blah blah blah? Which of these products should we promote?" I said, "It's clearly this product because of you know its uniqueness, its need in the marketplace." They didn't do anything about it. Then they came back to me six months later. What product? Do you think about? <laughs> I think that the last time. And so my point here is not to pat myself on the back. My the point is here is if you're a person that recognizes patterns and has a bit of that prescience in you about seeing where things are going before other people see them because they just don't get it um number one don't be afraid to speak up speak up speak up confidently courageously let them know why you think what it is that you think and uh stick with it because i'm telling you lots lots of people don't get it lots of people don't see it coming but if you're that person you know be courageous speak up and I said stick with it and keep hammering at it, you know, in a way that uh, invites rather than distracts or pushes away. You can't have those kinds of of clarity moments unless you've got some time where you're able to sit back, look at things, understand things, see things in new ways. So as a leader, they are counting on you to be prescient. They're counting on you to see into the future, to see how it's going, see where it's going, how well it's going to turn out, that sense of vision and follow-up. If you're not, if you don't give yourself time for that, you're like the captain who's put the, you know, the blinders in your eyes and, the ear, you know, plugged your ears up and just say, you know, full steam ahead and hope it turns out okay. Yep. You,
0: you, <laughs> you, yeah, those blinders, you, you got to get them off. You got to get working. You know, I, I got to tell you this story, Michael, and this is something that's stuck with me my whole life about showing up. And this is, is really goes back to that confidence that you can build in the people around you simply by being there. Being there, they know you're going to be there at a certain time. They know you're going to, you're going to show up and be that certain person. And this is years ago. This is going back. I was probably eight or nine years old. Okay. So this is, this is how, how much of an impact this made on me. We were going to go fishing. Okay. I was with my dad. And my grandfather lived about 65 miles away from us. Now, for an eight or nine year old, that's, you know, that's a long ways. You know, there's really no concept of how far that is, except I know I live here, he lives up here. And my dad said we are going to, we had a a predetermined place to meet. And then we were going to meet and go, go uh, fishing together. And I was chomping in the bit, you know, I've always been pretty avid fisherman, but when you're nine years old, man, and you, you just got to go get out there. And my dad was saying, we got to wait for, for grandpa, he's going to be here. And I remember he was going to be here at 10 minutes to eight in the morning. And I'm like, there's no way, you know, he's going to be here at 10 to eight. And I kept saying that he's going to be late. He's going to be late. We're not going to make it up there in time. You know, I was a little, you know, just don't have the patience as as a kid does. And I'll be darned if my grandpa showed up at 10 minutes to eight, 10 minutes to eight. And I remember asking my dad, remember asking him, how did you know? And he said, because he told me he would be here at 10 minutes to eight. And he is never late for anything ever. Now my dad was military. He he was retired military, and so time to him was important too. You know, ten minutes if you're there nine minutes early, you're one minute late essentially that kind of thing. And so I learned that from them a long time ago, and that stuck with me. That was so such a, a big lesson to me that just stuck with me that yeah he could count on someone so much to be there that we didn't have to worry about anything else uh, you know being late for anything. And even though they are 65 miles apart, and that was the big thing. Man, he was so far away, and he made it there exactly when he said he was going to be there. And that stuck with me. That stuck with me to this day. I drive my wife crazy about needing to be early to or just something. On time for something is, for me, is early. I, I can't stand walking in on time because then I feel I'm late. I've got to be there early. So, um, and I think the same thing goes for leaders. That's a habit you need to build into yourself. If you don't have that habit already, it's something that you truly need to work on.
1: Yeah. And again, it brings opportunity. And I'll, I'll tell you this other thing that that's really important is this: if you as a leader are already feeling buried behind behind the curve, already struggling. The idea of opportunity just coming in earlier is, is, uh, w- w- it really will give you additional space, but I'll tell you what's behind it. It's hope. That's what you're really looking for. You're looking for hope. How do I do this? I'm hoping that I can. I'm looking for some new options, some new opportunities. How do I believe that what by coming in early is going to make any difference? Well, if you do come in early, you'll notice at first, you know, there's a little bit of changes. And then you'll notice some other things going on, but the real payoff here in terms of hope and opportunity is the consistency yes. of showing up. That whether it's 30 minutes, 60, 90, two hours, whatever it is, whatever it is that's going to create that hope and that opportunity and therefore the momentum that you need and your organization needs to get on top of, on top of things and ahead of things. And that's what I find many, Leaders struggle with it's not just making the time because they got all this other thing that goes on. It's really, it's really the hope. Can you, can it really be done? Will it really make a difference? And that's what we do. We help you find the hope to create create greater opportunities so that you can move yourself and your organization. It's just not your organization. Understand your organization follows you. If you aren't moving ahead, it ain't moving ahead. So it begins with you. You want a more dynamic organization. You're hoping that it will come that way. Well, the hope begins with you and the opportunities that you create to create the momentum. As Rich was saying here, you create that momentum. You create the example. They follow you. Synergy. Synergy. You That's another word so, that comes to mind.
0: Those synergies. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Okay. All right. Let's sign off. Well,
0: up. if you want to get a hold of us and you, you should get a hold of us and, uh, you need to get a hold of us. And I don't know what else to say because he just, gotta, you must you There must you go. get a hold of us. Executive leaders at <laughs> ilECcom <laughs> And you can find a lot of information there about both myself and Michael and what it is we do and contact information. And there's no shortage of uh, good stuff on there. Trust me. You can, you can look up. So, Again, we are at the end of an awesome, very awesome <laughs> mainline executive coaching ACT because it's, it's, it's something that is, a, this has always been a, a sweet spot for me in my heart is, is being on time. So, you know, something that, uh, if I, if, if I really look at it as an important thing, this is it. So hopefully you've learned something from us today and shout outs, Michael.
1: Uh um, brookport brookport ohio. ohio brookport brookport ohio we've got people out there watching us and wondering what's going on what is the world we're thinking when we come onto to these podcasts yeah. are these people crazy oh. are they drunk drugs i don't know well, what's I'll going on with you what's folks from brookport <laughs> <laughs> oh you got hope that's what's wrong
0: with us that's thing. not a bad I mean, thing a but i'll thing, thing. tell you what you've thing. been the first ones to call us in Those folks from Brookport. Yeah, we'll we'll talk. Absolutely. All right. Once again, everybody, take care and take care of yourself. Take care of those around you. And we'll see you again next time.
1: All the best, folks.
0: With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.